This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I thought I'd start the new year with an episode about simplifying your home, something that makes us all feel good, right? I don't know about you, but one of my favorite things to do is just get rid of stuff. And today's episode is with Tritika Sharda Benoit, who is passionate about the minimalist lifestyle. She is a working South Asian mom on her journey to the minimalist lifestyle, and her mantra is each inch of your house is gold. Use it wisely. I love that she shares about in this episode that her mother uh, was who actually planted the seeds of minimalism in her life growing up. And she's going to tell us about that in the episode. She's also going to give us five tips for taking the first step to decluttering, organizing, and simplifying. You can connect with Tritika on her Instagram page, which is minimalist underscore supermom. Tritika works full-time outside of the home, and along with this passion of hers of helping others simplify their life, she also has a side gig where she cooks delicious South Asian food, and she also has a passion for helping other women create their own businesses as well. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a quick rating and review so potential new listeners can find us. And also, if you are looking for a great getaway, a reason to stay motivated this winter season, come join me and run the Donna Marathon in Jacksonville, Florida. You don't have to run the marathon. I'm not running the marathon. I'm running the half marathon. Uh, There's also a 5K that weekend. And this is the Donna Marathon Weekend. It is entirely to support the Donna Foundation, which helps families who are walking through a breast cancer diagnosis. I run this race every year. It is super special, and it's a really fun, beautiful weekend. It's the weekend of February 3rd through 5th down in Jacksonville, Florida. You can use the code Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, 1-0 for 10% off your registration. We're going to have a really fun meetup down there as well. So let me know if you'll be there. Lindsay at sandyboyproductions.com is my email. I would love to connect with you and I would love, love, love to see you there. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Tritika. All right. Well, today on Why Is Everyone Yelling, we have Tritika Sharda Benoit on the show. Welcome to the show, Tritika. Thank you so much, Lindsay. So how's it going in Ohio? How is the weather? How is the season heading into the holidays? So I'm actually very new to Ohio. Okay. Um, We moved from Delaware State to Ohio the beginning of this year. So we are getting used to off this uh, cold and snow because we experienced snow last time as well. It's there in the East Coast, but I think we have fixed months, three or four months of snow. But in Ohio, it's a longer time period. So we are getting used to it. What brought you to Ohio? Uh, we have our family here. Two of my sister-in-laws, they live here. And with COVID, we didn't have to stay in a place closer to our work. 
So we were flexible to move anywhere. So we thought, let's just move closer to the family. Oh, yes. Now, how's that been? Oh, it's good. And considering our jobs are remote, you know, we can stay at home. Uh, my parents-in-laws, they live with us. So anytime they need us, we are here at home. So it's it's going great so far. And what do you and your husband, what do you all do for work? So my husband is an anti-money laundering uh, investigator. So oh. he works in a financial company and I'm a senior consultant in an IT company. Oh, cool, cool. Okay. So you also have this passion for living a minimalist lifestyle. And I'm super curious about that. That's something I like to say I'm like a semi-minimalist. I don't know if mm-hmm. anybody would be able to tell by walking into my home, um, but I keep it pretty decluttered and pretty simple. And if we don't need it, I try to not have it. So tell me about your journey to this lifestyle. Sure. Um, okay. So I will say that I actually didn't know that I was a minimalist. I didn't know that there is a lifestyle around this whole way of living the way I live or like to live. But I, I started noticing that my mother, so when I was in India, so my mother was a minimalist. She is a minimalist. And the reason is she's a full-time working mom. And then she, in order to maintain the home, you know, she couldn't spend a lot of time in maintaining the home. So she kept it very minimalist, right? She she, she wouldn't buy a lot of furniture or the gadgets. Um, and uh, she, that's what she would tell us as well. Do You already have two pair of shoes. Why do you need a third, mm-hmm. right? Is anything broken? And I think that's how I learned from her naturally. And when I moved to uh, Germany to do my master's, when I was living my independent life, I actually found so many benefits of sticking with the lifestyle that I learned from my mother, because I didn't have to do a lot of packing, moving from apartments to apartments. I have very minimalist stuff, um, you know, something that I only needed, not that I wanted. Uh, um, And so I naturally became a minimalist. And even when we moved here to Ohio, that's what I was committed to do, create a lifestyle where I don't have to spend so much time in organization, cleaning, mm-hmm. uh, saving time to myself uh, so that I can spend it with my family, with my loved ones. That's just it. It saves so much time. So your mom is ahead of the curve because, you know, yeah. the boom happened, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, Marie Kondo, all that, you know. That's when like the boom here in the States at least happened. And I remember thinking when that happened, there was a bunch of male, single males that were preaching the minimal lifestyle. And I was like, that's pretty easy for like a single dude, but a mom with kids, it's a little bit more challenging because with kids, even if you don't buy a lot of stuff, the stuff comes in from birthday parties and and, and uh, grandparents and, and whatnot. So I love that you learn this from what 20 years ago 30 years ago from your own mom correct exactly and i think when you said in the beginning you call yourself semi-minimalist right i consider myself the same because it's a journey it takes time to practice it and also i think minimalism is a very relative term yes right I might think that owning five pairs of shoes is a minimalist lifestyle whereas someone would think 10 and one, someone would say just one pair. Yeah. So it's your own definition, but you have to create a minimalist lifestyle that you can manage easily. Okay. So how many pairs of shoes do you have? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think it's a journey. I would say I'm at the five range right now. Okay. I'm not in one or two. <laughs> well, I mean, I probably, and I think I have pretty few 
it's hard for me because I'm a runner and I and I ha- and I do uh, running podcasts for my job. So sometimes I get sent shoes uh, that I don't actually purchase. Uh, but then I, you know, I do keep some. You know, I, I keep more than I need. I probably have twelve pairs of shoes at least, maybe fifteen. And I don't feel like that's that many, honestly. No, yeah. If you are able to maintain it without running into the cluttering situation, I think that's that's what is your minimalist lifestyle and that works for you. You know, it's hard though too because I just went to kind of a fancier party this weekend and I truly didn't have any like really nice dress shoes because anything I had had, it had been from years before and I'd, I've gotten rid of them because I haven't worn them. Um, I like your rule of like, if you haven't used it in two years, don't, you know, you don't need it. Um, So I'd gotten rid of it. So I went to a department store and bought myself some shoes and they were really festive with like a bow on them. And I was hesitant because I knew they would be cute for this night. But I'm like, am I going to wear these like three times ever? Uh, I went ahead and bought them for simplicity reasons because I was like, I got to figure out what to wear tonight. But um, yeah, I'm still a little bit like, I don't know about that purchase. Did anybody actually care about my shoes? (laughs) Exactly. I think um, to that piece where we compare our choices or, you know, what are we? So, for example, you said, will anyone care what I'm wearing? Right. If you have that mindset and that much confidence where you don't care that people are going to judge you, that helps you so much in opting for a minimalist lifestyle, because we tend to. Uh, you know, buy so many things just because we are under the pressure of meeting some standards, right? We want to fit into other people's acknowledgement list. So that's why we have to buy it. Like holiday seasons is coming, right? Christmas, and then people are decorating home. Oh, yeah. I will uh, call my definition of decoration is that I just want to have a Christmas tree decorated with lights. That's that's my definition of decoration. For someone, it could be covering your whole home from roof to top, right? That's what a decoration is. And that's okay. I should own my decision of not doing that decoration and still feel very confident about it. Yeah. So you have, you have to have that confidence to own your decision. I love that point too. And social media makes that a little bit challenging because people go all out. I mean, they deck their houses out and you're like, you know, I actually had a friend, Carolyn, who posted about this and she said, you know, there was a lot of years where like we just couldn't because we couldn't even afford to put all the decorations up. And then I found myself feeling like, oh, my house isn't cozy enough or it's not done up enough. And that's really frustrating because if you do see that, likely that person has spent hundreds, even thousands of dollars to make their house look like that. And even if you have the money, that might not be a priority. Correct. And not just money. And then you have to pack it up, store it somewhere, right? You need to have a storage place for that many lights. Maybe you rented it, but you know, it's so many things. And for some people, it actually works out, right? I don't want to criticize those people who actually like doing this. It's okay. It works for them. They have that much time. But for me, you know, considering I have full-time job, my my family needs my attention. That's not a lifestyle. That's not a lifestyle for me. Yeah, some people do get a lot of joy in bringing down the tubs and like yeah. setting everything out. And yeah, we we go and watch those houses actually. Oh, I love honest. that. Like go I look at them. 
it's lovely you know there are there are some communities here near us and they have done some beautiful decoration i cannot do it but i want to see it yes uh, so i will take my son in a car and i like let me show you a beautiful house decoration that they did kudos to them for doing that uh it's just not for me i cannot afford it it's also like what brings you joy versus what brings them joy that clearly brings them joy hopefully yes <laughs> i yeah that's the point tell us about the two year rule Again, this rule came from my mom. Okay. <laughs> so her professor actually told her uh, when she was doing her master's that if you have any corner in the home or, or any closet, any cabinet that is always cluttered, right? Mm -hmm. Just put then that in a basket. Just throw everything in a basket and see if, you know, for six months or for two years, just see how much stuff from that basket you will actually take out and use that's the stuff that you actually need mm -hmm. by the end of two years whatever stuff is still sitting in that basket you haven't touched that's the stuff you need to get rid of because you think you will need it but you did not use it in the last two years you will not use it even in the coming years as well so that's the rule that my mom actually had and i would always ask her question what is this box full of clutter <laughs> what is this right and she'll say you will see after six years, I'm going to throw whatever is still there pending. So that's the rule that I think my mom was implementing. And it's actually, you know, something that I'm practicing now as well, that whatever I haven't touched in five, six months or two years, one year, I think I'm tempted to keep it because I think that I might need mm -hmm. it, but actually I'm not going to need it. I'll just throw it out. I think one of the biggest struggles for that is like cords, right? Like technology cords like well what is this even for where does it go and then I'm afraid the second I throw it away I'm gonna need it and I don't like everything comes with a cord these days I feel that's true and again I think this is where you have to do this comparison because I always think every inch of your house is gold mm -hmm. it's so precious right so if I'm saying that one by one square meter space in my home, you know, that cost me $1,000. Let's assume. Okay. Do I actually want to put $2 or $1 of cords in there, right? Just get rid of it. And if I will need it, I will buy it. Yeah. You know, I'm okay spending $5 at the time when I need it instead of just keeping those cords for years and just wasting that precious space on something that I'm not using. It's so true. Okay, here's another struggle I have. And then we're going to go through five five tips for organizing decluttering. Um, sure. It's the junk drawer. I mean, I have bought the tins, uh, you know, the organizing things. But it's particularly in the kitchen. Uh -huh. And this probably tells me I have too much drawer space in my kitchen. Um, there's a few drawers that just end up, you know, I just want it off the counter. So I just shove it in the drawer. Um, and I, as much as I go back through and organize these drawers, they end up collecting junk. Do you have any solutions or tips for that? Okay. So I actually personally struggled with the same uh, issue and I have two of those cap, uh, you know, drawers in my home. That's no matter how many times I clean it, it still gets cluttered up. And I read somewhere that anytime you have such corner or a space that's always out of organization, it's actually trying to tell you something. Mm. You need to read it. You need to notice it. Why is it going out of order? Okay. What are the things that's not going back into its place? 
is it too much stuff or are my organization boxes not uh you know small enough to keep things separate mm-hmm. because if sometimes we notice that there are some organization you know uh, those boxes which are pretty big enough and then instead of putting one category into it you start adding multiple categories into it and that's when it goes out of organization totally. so instead of putting one big you know organization separator or a box try small ones mm-hmm. so that you know that you know if i have threads needles mm-hmm. keys they all need to go in that particular place and that's what i noticed that the drawers which were actually going out of orders were uh that's the place where i had those big organization boxes not the small ones or small separators dedicated space to keep only that category of thing in there so and then such places always keep only 30% of uh, of its capacity mm. if it's big enough do not use all boxes just put 30% in it and you know then uh you know because those are the boxes where you tend to put something which doesn't belong there mm-hmm. you know like for in my case i'll put mails mm-hmm. coupons it's it doesn't belong there because but it's easy in our reach that's where we tend to put everything so always keep less stuff so that it can still consume those things that we tend to put there that don't don't belong in it but it still will look organized because it has space to accommodate those things okay do you have a favorite little organizer uh ben Um I actually do. So it's something that I use in my makeup vanity as well because I have you know those bobby pins, uh-huh. rubber bands, uh night creams. So it's uh, something that I found on Walmart, you know. Okay. Things are not available at the container stores. Yeah. <laughs> I would expect that but it's it was on Walmart. So it has that sliding piece on it. So okay. it's a double two-tier uh, organizer. with a sliding tier on top of it okay. so you can your organize and then you can move it around look what's under it and you know those they they have small spaces for mm-hmm. each thing okay and that would help me to keep my makeup stuff or bobby pins in its own place before that everything was so cluttered but that helped me to you know keep up my morning routine so much simpler yeah and walmart's probably way cheaper than the container store absolutely probably it was like 10 dollars yeah so great. I know cuz that's one of my big things is I'm always like, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to organize this pantry or this drawer, but then I'm going to spend like hundreds of dollars on the organizing pieces for it. And I'm like, is that worth it? I guess it's cheaper than hiring an organizing company to come do it, you know. Yeah. And another thing that I can add here is any organization boxes that can hide. Mm. Okay? Like those organization bins that you get uh you know sometimes those are in some places you need transparent organization boxes because you want to see what's in this mm-hmm. right but think about the you because you mentioned pantry mm-hmm. in the pantry like those top shelves that we don't use yeah i actually use it to keep my extra you know grocery stuff mm-hmm. you know so at, at those places i have those hasinth baskets that actually hide what is in it mm-hmm. and how they are placed i mean i could literally throw stuff in it but still it will look very organized because it's hiding what are the extras like flour uh no 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 like you know exactly sorry flours and then lentils okay. spices in indian cooking we have so many spices so you know those extra leftover mm-hmm. spices i'll just you know put a rubber band and put in there but i know in this particular basket i have extra spices okay Yeah so label them and then you know use those baskets so that it can hide it cover it. You probably purchase your spices in big ba- bags and put them in your own containers then. 
Correct. What's your favorite spice store to get your spices from? I actually, you know, uh, there is a video on my uh, Instagram channel as well, minimalist underscore supermom. So I got those spices organization jars and stickers from Amazon. Okay. Um, And then, you know, in Indian spices, we have so many different kinds of spices. And surprisingly, there is a company on Amazon that actually has labels for everything. Okay. So I didn't have to write anything. It, It was there. Um, oh, wow. The actual spice names? Actually, spice names. Yeah. Oh. And those are waterproof. Even if you wash the container, it won't come off. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, I love how my spice cabinet looks like. Like I have my guests come over and all they want to see is like that. Uh, ca- you pull corner. it out in a drawer? Is it in <laughs> yeah, a drawer? Like, look what is in there. And they love it. It's, it. I love it as well. Yeah. It's, it's something that I did and I'm very proud of. And then you buy the little glass containers from Amazon as well? Yes, I did. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are different kinds, like a circular ones and the square ones. Mm-hmm. I always love square organization things. Okay, because it looks cleaner. Because it's, yeah, it's much cleaner and give it gives full justice to the space it is taking. Yeah. You, know? you can put more stuff if it's square, but circular, it's less of space. It's yeah. le- it has less volume. Hey, friends, a quick break here to thank Gooder for supporting Sandy Way Productions Podcast Network. If you are looking for a wonderful pair of sunglasses that are functional, affordable, and fashionable, go to Gooder. They have all kinds of fun, crazy styles, as well as classic styles. I love the Amelia Earhart Ghosted Me Shades. And the cool thing is you can save 15% when you go to Gooder.com. Use the code Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off at Gooder. All right, gooder.com, code Lindsay15. Enjoy the rest of my conversation with Tritika. Okay, so let's go through our five tips for organizing decluttering. What's number one? Okay, so I actually, you know, made some notes here as well so that I can uh, read it out for, for you. Okay, first tip I would say, you need to do more organization if you have more clutter. Yes right? So focus on owning less stuff. Mm. If you have less stuff, you will need lesser organization time and efforts. So I had this, you know, a graph. I don't know if you can see it. Mm -hmm. Oh, here, let me pull it up. So on the X axis, this is a clutter. And on the Y axis, this is organization time and effort, Mm -hmm. you know, and this line is very steep. This, this graph line is very steep. So what that tells us the slight increase in clutter, you have to spend more time in organization. Mm. The slight increase in clutter will increase your organization time and effort more. So, you know, owning less clutter, lesser organization will be needed. And you can save that time to spend with the loved ones. Yes. And do you have ideas for like how to start getting rid of stuff? Because I think people, especially our clothes, we are so like married to our clothes and I have shirts from Target that I bought like six years ago that just sit in my closet and I'm like you know it was good for the season or two that I had it but it's outdated now or at least it feels outdated why am I still holding on to this (laughs) yes that is true and what I actually do and and we live in Ohio where we have seasons Mm -hmm. right we have winters then we have summers and I use that opportunity Mm -hmm. when I'm upgrading my you know closets well to then analyze again okay I wore this last winters. Mm-hmm. Will I wear it this winter as well? I wore it for two years. It still works. It's still, you know, not torn, but you know, I think someone else can use it. Yeah. 
just let it go. So every single winters and summer when I'm upgrading my closet, we will definitely create a donation box. You know, even my husband, I'll tell him, hey, now you're going to do it. Please keep, keep on removing stuff that you will not wear this time. So that's what I practice. And one of the things I do too, I'm pretty big. I'm a pretty big stickler. If I come home with three pieces of clothes, I have to get rid of at least three pieces. Like I'm not bringing more in without getting rid of something else because otherwise it'll just pile up. Well, you are doing it better than I am. (laughs) That's really good, Lindsay. I'm like, okay, I just brought home two pairs of new jeans. What needs to go? Um, I tell you, I'm partial. I'm partial minimalist. I think if people saw my closet, they would be like, oh, those are all your clothes? I do have some like sweaters and stuff upstairs, but we, the home that we bought, um, it's like a built in the 1960s and we have these two small closets in the master bedroom and they're small. I mean, they're like the closets I had in college. You know, like Mm -hmm. I remember growing up, at least in high school, I had like a walk-in closet in my parents' house and then you go to college and get these tiny little closets. And then our first house out out of college, like a first little bungalow we bought, same thing. And then... The next house we bought, we had big closets again, and now we're back down to small closets. So um, I just decided when we moved in here, I was like, you know what? If it doesn't fit in here, unless it's like a big coat or big sweater, it's not staying. Mm. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah, that's really good, Lindsay. And I think, um, again, something that we discussed earlier, confidence. You know, you are confident enough to own lesser things and then keep wearing it in a parties or occasions that you're going, you're not under pressure to say, Hey, I need a new dress for this occasion. Yeah. I need to look new. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good thing. Social media make that makes that hard too. And I know it's silly to say at almost 40, but like if you've already worn the dress and it's already been shown on your social media, you like want a different dress and that's okay if that's what you really want to do, but that adds to that pressure because you could go to like three different social events with three different groups of people and you could very well just wear the same thing. Right. Um, but if you're going to post a picture for every event, you think you need a new dress, but you don't. Yeah. Yes, that's so valid point, Lindsay. Yes, true. <laughs> okay, what's our number two? Number two, I think I briefly touched on it as well. Think about that every inch in your house is gold. Use it wisely. When we go for window shopping, you know, this is something, you know, I also, I don't go for window shopping. Like I will go for look to look around, but in the end, I'm very committed to say, I'm not buying this. I like it. I might even put it in my cart, but I have done that so many times. I will just leave cart full of things Mm -hmm. and I'll say, I don't need it. I got my pleasure that I wanted. (laughs) I'm not spending my money on it because I don't think it deserves that much space in my home. So physically shopping, you do that sometimes? Oh, I do. I, I, so Black Friday, you know, I love going at the night on the Black Friday sales. I will not buy anything. Oh, really? I just love people around us, that festive season, uh, the festive mood in the malls, you know, on the roads. I just love it. Uh, but, you know, I will not spend my money on it. My friends used to call me their shopping buddy uh-huh. because they, they realized that, hey, Tritika, you will always tell us why I don't need it. Uh-huh. This is what I use for myself as well. Like, you know, last weekend I was at Macy's. I liked, I liked a, a jacket. It was really nice, nice jacket. I wore it. It fitted really nicely. I had it in my cart. And then throughout 
the you know while i was going around i asked my these questions to me i already have two jackets same length you know another criteria is it's the same length maybe it's a long jacket versus short yes i have the same length jacket it's working fine it's not ripped why do i need it it looks beautiful yes i want it but i don't need it so i just left it there and i, I and i'm feeling so happy about it that i did it there's something too people shop and buy things as like a band-aid for you know feeling overwhelmed or anxious or just like oh, I just want an escape yes correct and it's not the answer it feels like the answer for like an hour and then you get home and put it away and it's like okay I still feel those things correct and I think my third point I want to piggyback on that piggyback on that so I would say I had the same feeling when I was, you know, a teenager. I would force my parents to go do shopping. Like, I want to go for shopping. And I would, you know, ask them to spend money, which I regret doing that now. Because I thought spending time in the shopping malls, buying stuff is going to help me with the things that I wanted to forget. You know, too much study pressure. I want to forget that. But now I have realized that you don't actually need to spend money to do that. Even if you go for a walk with your family, with your loved ones, have some meaningful talk. That's an experience that shopping or buying things will never be able to get to you. I I will just ask my son, you want to go for in a playground? You want to go? And he'll like, yeah, watching him, having fun, going with him on a slide, you know, that's so much better than just going and buying stuff than later on that you regret. Mm-hmm. So spend your time on experiences rather than going and buying stuff for yourself. Yeah, we recently, my older two boys went to a birthday party and I was like, I was in the toy, this like toy store looking for stuff for these twin boys. And I was like, you know what? Their parents do not want another thing in their house. They're actually renovating their house too. So it's like Mm -hmm. extra up crammed with crap everywhere. And so we this is actually ended up being more expensive, but it's than the toy I would have bought. But we bought them like um, tickets to go to like a ropes course, and my boys will go too. It was really probably double. It'll end up being more than double what I would have spent on the gifts. But my kids are gonna go do the ropes course too, so it'll be like this big day when they have a day off school. And so I'm trying, I you know, and I've I've always preached that, and I always hear people say like, you know, purchase experiences over toys. Um, some reason though kids they like the physical thing to open right um but i i'm really trying to work on that because it it matters a lot more i so agree and uh funny that you said that so in our culture in indian culture we have a concept of called shagun okay so shagun is something not giving a gift a material but giving money Mm. okay letting them decide where they want to spend this money on, be it experience or be a thing that they actually need. Mm-hmm. You know, don't not that what we think they need and then buy it for them yeah. or something that we had our uh, in our home already, just get rid of them, right? So this concept of shagun, I think it's so good. And I actually, you know, started doing that. I don't know if, you know, people that I'm giving, they like it or not, they might not admire it, but I think, you know, giving them a gift card, mm-hmm. a Target gift card, or I think where they can get something that what they need. Instead of me deciding that this is what you need and this is what I'm going to give you, 
um, I have been to my son's friend's birthday parties where we will just get a birthday card mm -hmm. and put a you know gift card in it. Yeah. Target yeah. gift card or some another store that kids probably will find something for them or parents, but just letting them decide what they want to buy with it. Yeah, we do that for teacher gifts too. I'm like, these teachers, everybody gets Target gift card. Yeah, and it's. I think it's a good idea, you know, letting them decide. Like this concept of gift registry, you know, I think it's, uh, if from our background, that would look like, oh, that's so odd that yeah. people are asking, you know? But I think it's such a good idea. Like you are telling what you actually need. Yeah. You know, and people can spend money on get helping you to get those stuff rather than just, you know, exchanging some things that you don't want and even they won't need it and then they'll just keep on circulating here and there so i think i strongly recommend gift registry concept and anytime if i need it i'll definitely do that for myself as well okay so what are our number four we have number four and number five right yes number fourth um have a hobby mm. or a side hustle something that will give you pleasure so that you don't have to look up to to go for shopping to give you that mental peace mm -hmm. um for me it's cooking i love to cook i would just go on youtube find something and good thing is my husband loves to eat <laughs> so i have someone who can try my food and dishes and give me some feedback and this hobby i turned into a side hustle as well so what I do on the weekends, I actually have a page on Instagram called More Than Curries. So people can go on my page, they can look what I have on the weekend, and then they can place order for their breakfast and lunch. Oh, cool. So you, yes. you're just like, I'm making this big batch regardless, and then people can, and then how do you decide how big of a batch you make? Yes. So what I actually do, so I, my audience know the schedule. So every Monday I open up a poll on my Instagram story, say, okay, what would you like to see in the, in the menu this weekend? I post three or four options and I add a question as well so that people can free enter their, their, what they want to see. And depending on the votes, I decide the menu and I release the menu on Wednesday. Okay. That this is what most of you people told me and this is what I'm going to make. And then I recommend pre-ordering so that I know exactly how many, you know, orders I need. But I also keep, you know, a few extra batches so that I don't have to say no if anyone comes, you know. But there are some times when I say no, I'm out of stock. Yeah. So that I don't make a lot uh, and then because, you know, I don't want to waste food. So, but so far, you know, there hasn't been any situation when I have cooked so much because my family is there if, if it's there you know we can we can use that food. yeah uh, but I have never wasted any food and I think it's going so good it and I only do that for three hours mm. 9 a.m to 12 p.m can I do it for more hours yes but do I want to do it no because I want to save some time for my family as well so it's only the breakfast and brunch option uh you know people can come and buy food and it's, it's homemade good quality food. And I, you know, I can live up my hobby as well. Oh, that's so fun. So you do that every Saturday? Every Saturday and Sunday. Oh, and Sunday. Yes, both oh, weekends. Wow. I love mm -hmm. that. What I also do, so on Tuesday, I do something called Shout Out Tuesday, where I give shout out to the other small businesses around me. Mm. So that not only, you know, um, I'm promoting or I'm talking about me, but how I can help other people 
who are actually in the same boat as I am, you know? So something that I tried, a kanafa, kanafa, I love that dessert. And there is another girl in my community that makes eggless cakes, you know? So I kind of, you know, give a shout out to other small business owners so that we are kind of creating a community where we are helping each other, mm. you know, making people aware that small businesses do exist. Yep. You want to order from us, you know, it's a fresh made stuff, no preservatives, and then also allow some women to be financially independent. Yeah. So that's what I so wanted to do in my life, like other than my uh, career and my family to give back to community. And this hobby of mine allowed me a way to do that. I love that. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's number five? Number five the most difficult one, (laughs) we again talked about it, own up your decision to be a minimalist. Mm. You will get so much pressure from the capitalism, the social media that you need this stuff. Like sometimes we see some gadgets that they show on, you know, social media, like egg separator, Uh chili cutter, like though it's good. I will watch those videos for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, like how many cool gadgets they, they have, but do you need it? You do you really want uh, need that? But I think this is where you have to be very confident in your choice. That I, even though you know I have a pressure from my neighbors, from my family, that you know that you want to do this, probably you know uh, it's shown on the TV or social media. But if I have decided that I don't want it, I will not buy it, mm-hmm. and I need to own up my decision and not compare my choices with others and then you know doubting myself that no here i don't think minimalism is going to work you need to have that confidence own up it what is i have i have an answer for this as well but what is the one kitchen gadget that you have though that's like a little bit weird like a little bit of a stretch that you might not need but you use all the time that someone might say they don't need it uh, even I would say like garlic peeler, mm. <laughs> right? I, I have it. Um, it's, it's great. But before that I was just chopping garlic. It yeah. was still working for me, but I somehow bought that garlic peeler. Why I think it's still working for me because my, uh, you know, my mother-in-law, she doesn't like garlic in her food, but if that chunk comes, she won't like it. But I think if it's finely crushed, she will she will be okay with that food. So I think I, I'm using it because it works in my family. Yeah. And my mother-in-law would like it. My answer is we have a tofu press. Do you have one of those? No. Is there something like something like that? Yes. <laughs> and it seems kind of silly because you can just put – how do you do your tofu? Do you just put like a big block, on, uh, like a book or something on it yeah. to yes. get the water out? Uh-huh. That's what I used to do too. But we eat tofu probably like – two or three times a week and so yeah it's just this little like bamboo block and you put the tofu in you twist the things down and it smashes it and all the water goes in there because I was feeling like I was using so many towels to like soap sop it up so Mm -hmm. that's the one that's our one appliance that I'm like this is a stretch we probably don't need it but we use it a lot yeah if you use it right you know if it's making your life simpler then yeah like uh those robo vacuum yeah dishwashers right can we live our life without them yes sure but if it's helping you in your lifestyle right taking up some of the work from you uh, allowing you to spend more time with your family friends loved ones why not um cool well uh let's wrap up here with some end of podcast questions sure what's something professionally or personally you would like to do that you haven't done yet um give back more Mm -hmm. how can I give back more to the community because the background that I come from 
you know, being an immigrant, being an Indian woman, right? English is not my first language. I, you know, had that, uh, you know, uh, in, I was very introvert when I came abroad. You know, I had to learn language, be fluent in it. I had, I was not confident. So it took me so many years and I met so many great people who helped me in this journey, who helped me to grow and they invested their time in me. And that's what I want to be for some other people. How can I do the same for others that some people did for me? How old were you when you came over here? Um, I actually was 21 years old when I went to Germany. Okay. I spent four years there. I did my master's and started doing my first job there. And then I moved to U.S. when I got married, 26 years old. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's lots of programs and places where you can connect with people who are walking through exactly what you walked through. Yes. Yes. And I think being, uh, you know, doing that shout out Tuesday is my one way of doing because there are so many uh, South Asian women in my neighborhood mm. who actually are trying to start their small business. And by giving them some exposure or visibility to my clients, I think this is my way of giving it to them. Yeah, that's awesome. What is the best, most recent book you've read? Um, I don't know if I have it around me, but there is a book called The Black Rose that I'm reading right now. Uh, it's from a South Asian woman, Shweta Agarwal. And this book is, book is about the concept of colorism in our community. So, you know, even though we are South Asian women, we are brown skinned people, but we have this taboo against, you know, dark skin versus fair skin. We love to have fair skin and people who don't have it, we kind of discriminate against them. They, they are made to feel inferior. Um, and, um, you know, yeah. So this book is about a girl who, who, who is a dark skinned girl, Indian girl, and the things that she experienced in her life. Wow, that sounds powerful. Yes, it's really good. I, I consider myself a brown person and there are some beauty products in our industry, you know, which are like bleaching products, you know, how to make yourself look wow. fairer. Yes. And I'm so against them. I, you know, I, I actually, I, I was one of their buyers, you know, when I was a kid, I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to look because I had that concept that fair is beautiful. There's a, there is a cream in, in India called fair and lovely. You are fair, only then you're lovely, right? So I just absolutely am against such things, such products. And, you know, the, the fact that this book is very closely connected to the a cause that I support, I, I just bought that book. Wow. It's wild that those products still exist. They do. I mean, uh, there, were so, there were some campaigns against it. So they call it, I, I think they rebranded um, they, they don't have fair and lovely. There's something else, oh. but I think the concept is the same. They don't call it fair and lovely. It's probably is nice and lovely, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't really call it now, but they actually rebranded it. But we still have this concept of bleaching, mm -hmm. right? Bleach your skin. Um, I used to do that too, you know, bleach my skin uh, because, you know, facial hair are there. You bleach them so that they look golden and then you can see your skin color. But instead of bleaching, you know, why don't we shave off our hair? Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many products there. If that's, if facial hair is the issue, there are other ways of doing this instead of bleaching. Mm -hmm. Wow. Do you have a kid's book you recommend? Kid's book. So there is one book, Kindness Makes Us Stronger, mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, um, I read to my son. He actually read it in his school. Okay. So he told me about it. I actually saw it in the notes. And um, anything that I can do, like I always tell his teachers that I don't want him to excel in academics. I don't care. Like I want him to study, be good at studies, 
but I will consider myself uh, in that I was a successful parent if my kid is compassionate and kind. That's all I want him to be. You know, if he's helping others, if he's respectful towards others' feelings, that's where I, that's what I want him to be. So, you know, anything we can do, I, I encourage him, hey, do you want this T-shirt? He's like, you know, this is short. Do you think we should do, uh, give it to other kid who will use it? You know, giving him these concepts that you what you don't need might be useful to others. Let's do that. So that's any book that I can read that has this message in it. That's what I I love. And that's what I want to read to him. Mm, I love that. <laughs> uh, do you have a trip or a place that you've visited with your son, your family that you recommend? Cuyahoga National Park. Okay. It's just one hour, 30 minutes from uh, Columbus, Ohio. We just had a weekend trip. And I was actually very skeptical considering, you know, it's a national park. You will have to do hiking, walk to see the waterfalls. How will my son do in, in that place? But he actually liked it. He loved, you know, the nature, waterfalls. He was like, I can hear waterfall. Oh. Let's go. So it was a very good trip. It was just, you know, two days trip, but we had so much fun. Uh, and what is your last message to leave with our audience today? Um, okay, so I would say try to gain experiences in your life, okay? Because in the end, I can guarantee when you will look back to your life, the moments that will stand out are connected with the people with whom you spent that moment, not with money that you spent on it. It's actually people, and the moments that you spend with them that matters the most. So spend your time with your loved ones creating memories instead of spending time in cleaning your home, organization, that's needed. But, you know, by keeping it minimalist, you won't have to spend so much time so that you can give your time to your loved ones. And that's what will matter the most in the end. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lindsay. It was so nice talking to you. <laughs> All right, friends, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Tritika, for coming on the show. Don't forget to go find her on Instagram. She's minimalist underscore supermom over there. You can find me. I'm lindsayhine626. And on Twitter, I'm at lindsayhine. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for the show, please email me, lindsay at sandyboyproductions.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for being here. You can learn more about this podcast and all the shows in our network when you go to sandyboyproductions.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next week on Why Is Everyone Yelling?